A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Is that a splinter? This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Good morning and happy Tuesday. It is 5.05 and this is Reva McClone filling in for Pam Yankee. We have a talk with a soil scientist who specializes in hemp about what you should be looking for in a processor. We'll chat with Bryce Knorr, our commodity specialist, about what's happening in the market. And we talk with Senator Tammy Baldwin about some of the funding for agricultural programs in the state. We'll be back with that talk about hemp processors right after this. Well, congratulations to the class of 2019, the UW School of Veterinary Medicine, sending some fantastic trained professionals to much of rural Wisconsin. That includes Kendra Hodge, an Appleton native that's going to stay in Wisconsin. She said her experiences at the UW School of Veterinary Medicine were wonderful, despite some cramped spaces. Demand for veterinarians is so high, so, you know, we're trying to meet that demand, but um, the facility is only so big. But the staff there and the um, professors and the clinicians are so wonderful. It was definitely, you felt supported the whole way along. Kendra Hodge, a brand new graduate of the School of Veterinary Medicine that will stay in Wisconsin. But that facility needs more space. They've got even a bigger incoming freshman class this fall. Find out about their expansion plans and how you can support them with a phone call, email, or letter. Get online. Animals need heroes too. T-O-O dot com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. It's year two of the hemp growing here in Wisconsin, the legal hemp growing that is. I'm Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. Hemp, just like any other crop, probably had its ups and downs with weather and everything else this year, Josh. Yeah, that's certainly correct, Scott. Josh Scramlin here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And when it comes to hemp, there are a lot of questions floating around about it. What do you look for in a processor? How do you get your product ready for the processor? And our very own Reba McClone has more. When it comes to growing hemp in Wisconsin, I think there's a lot of questions out there. How do you harvest it? What do you do once you've harvested it? And where do you take your final product? Benjamin Grant, who's a soil scientist at Stand Fast Farm, which focuses on CBD hemp, shared with me some of the details about what to do in the second half of growing hemp and also shed a little light on how the state overall is doing. I've seen a lot of beautiful fields in Wisconsin this year. Um, We've gotten a lot of rainfall, so there's been challenges for folks, but generally the plants are looking healthy. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm impressed with what Wisconsin can do. When people are looking to harvest hemp, about what time of year should they be expecting that to come around, and what should they be looking for on the plants specifically? So the farmers in Wisconsin have had to to, uh, file a 30-day harvest report with the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection, which is the regulatory agency managing this. So um, they've already, hopefully, they've already filled out that paperwork. The state compliance tester comes out 
and uh, takes the samples out of the field to make sure that the the hemp has less than the federal level of 0.3% THC, that it's not a drug crop. And then um, once they have their fit for commerce certificate from the state, then they have 10 days to harvest. So in that 10-day harvest window, um, you know, the weather allowing, farmers are going out. There's lots of different ways to harvest. Uh, the important part is getting it out of the field and getting it into a suitable dry space as quickly and as efficiently as possible. What should the plant look like when people, if if they haven't contacted the, uh, if they haven't contacted DAPCAT yet, what should they be looking for when the plant would be ready and they need to get that notice in? Sure. So generally these plants are going to be ready from now about mid-September to as long as the weather can hold out to maybe third week of October. But the plants are going to be, you know, hopefully covered in flowers. Um, the white pistils that uh, cover the flowers early in flowering will start to senesce, so they start to turn kind of orange-brown. And that's a good sign that the plant is maturing. Uh, the buds will swell and be covered in, in resin glands. So the trichomes are the are little sticky resin parts that some people might be familiar with. Those start to go milky to white, and then from white to amber or orange, that that amber color change is actually oxidation. So that means that uh, oxygen from the atmosphere is degrading the CBD and the other components within that resin gland, and that's absolutely a sign that the plants are mature and should be harvested. When people are looking to harvest, what is the best process for that? Is there a lot of equipment out there or is it a lot of by-hand harvesting? I think a lot of folks are going to be harvesting by hand. I think Wisconsin, uh, vast majority of, of hemp farmers, is this is the first real year of hemp growing, um, did smaller plots, you know, from half an acre to maybe a few acres. So hand harvesting, going out there and cutting off the biggest flowers first, uh, some people are cutting whole plants and hanging them up in barns. As far as the availability of harvesting equipment, I'm seeing modified combines. So like corn silage combines that are just a little bit slightly modified. Um, I think that's less applicable in Wisconsin uh, as far as the weather, um, allowing people to chop and drop. So chop and drop is a technique they're using in more desert and dry locations like Colorado, where they can actually just cut the base of the plant laid over in the field, and then the sun will dry the plants. We can't do that in Wisconsin because of, because of the humidity. So um, you really need to cut the plant, remove it, and bring it to the dry space. Um, the dry space needs to be environmentally controlled uh, to, to make sure that it dries efficiently and doesn't degrade in the drying process. You've brought up the fact that it needs to be dried. What's the purpose behind the drying, and then what are some of the best processes? Absolutely. Yeah, these plants need to be dried um, down to about 6 to 8% moisture. Um, that means that the stem is going to crack uh, once it's dry. Um, all the leaves will be crispy dry. Um, yeah, for, for preservation and, and, uh, and, and delivery to a processor, the plants need to be dried uh, and remove, hopefully removed from the stems. So the large stems don't have any of the valuable CBD, and they kind of just get in the way and dilute the product. So, um, yeah, whole dried plants uh, need to be shucked or debutted down into containers, and that can be delivered to processors. 
And most people should have had a processor figured out by this point, I would think. But say you're kind of falling behind on that. What should you be looking for in a quality processor? So in Wisconsin this year, we've seen hundreds of new processing companies uh, start up, and many of those are just installing their equipment now. Um, Some of them have received contracts from farmers. Others haven't. A lot of farmers are reticent to sign contracts with these new processors because they don't know what kind of products and reliability uh, that company is going to provide. So I know a, a lot of farmers have have no standing contracts and they're actively seeking the processors. This is a difficult situation because normally my best advice for farmers to, to find their processing partner would be to examine their equipment, meet with them, get references from farmers who've worked with them in years past. And this year we have so many startup farmers and startup processors that there's a lot of faith that's going to go back and forth. And I really encourage the farmers to go visit the processor. Don't just talk to them over the phone or email. Go visit them, examine their equipment, talk to them face-to-face, see what they can do, and go over the contracts. And don't be afraid to push the contract back over that table and say, I don't like this part. I want to change the percentage. I want a guaranteed delivery time, something of that sort, whatever uh, you can be agreeable to. You've talked a lot about some of the CBD hemp. What about regarding industrial hemp for like fiber? I have not seen a single industrial, quote, industrial uh, fiber or seed farm in Wisconsin this year. It's definitely not been my focus, but I know last year um, all of the seed crop basically failed. It wasn't fit for commerce because the weather had degraded it um, and it was it was not good quality. So also the fiber uh, crops, don't. there's no processing center for fiber hemp in Wisconsin that I'm aware of. So that industry is going to take time to develop. Uh, uh, we really need a fiber processing center within, you know, somewhere in Wisconsin to, to efficiently do that. Uh, the, a big cost of fiber and seed crop hemp is, is transportation from the field to the processor. So unless the processor is right smack dab in the middle of the state, you're going to en- end up spending a lot uh, of the money. Um, on transport, which brings down your your margin of profit. And once those plants have been harvested, what should people be doing to prepare the fields for the next year or for a different crop in the following year? The the best practice for clearing out the field is to remove all plant material from from the field, all the hemp plant material um, and weeds if possible. Um, If you if you leave that plant material in the field to kind of break down in the natural cycle, you're going to have much higher incidence of pathogenic fungi and pathogenic bacteria, microbes that are going to attack the crop next year. So removing all of the stalks and the stems and the roots even um, is, is very important. If you're going to replant hemp in the same field, uh, it is, it's always a good idea to do crop rotation. So, if a farmer has available farmland that was in corn or soy or pasture this last year, it's it's really best if you can rotate the hemp field from section to section and probably follow soybeans because hemp has such a high nitrogen requirement. Soybeans tend to fix nitrogen in the soil. Um, that's why they work so well in crop rotation with corn, which is likewise hungry for nitrogen. Um, we're using a lot of plastic, plastic culture for the covered rows in hemp um, and removing all that plastic, of course, is crucial 
for the health of the soil, for the environment, um, and getting that out as soon as possible is important because the plastic starts to degrade uh, the longer it goes exposed to sunlight. So after a while, it's much more difficult to remove the plastic, and it can actually break up into pieces, which would be left in the field, unfortunately. So um, definitely get your plastic out of the field as soon as you can. What are your biggest concerns regarding the hemp crop in Wisconsin? I'm very concerned about um, fungus disrupting people's crops. Uh, Wisconsin is uh, is a wet place in the fall, cool and wet. We're seeing kind of a second summer come along. We're getting some nice days. But um, with the limitation of of, uh, of spray equipment and, and knowledge, also the, the EPA restrictions on what fungicides we can use, I'm definitely not suggesting anyone use any chemical fungicide. But definitely be aware that botrytis and powdery mildew, downy mildew, are serious problems for hemp crops. So at least go out uh, scouting in your field. And if you see uh, bud rot or botrytis, cut it out, get it out of your field. Um, Yeah, definitely be on the lookout and don't be afraid to harvest that crop. Uh, You're not going to save yourself anything by leaving it out a week if, if botrytis strikes. That was soil scientist for Standfast Farms, Benjamin Grant. So if you're growing hemp this year, make sure you're following all the requirements put forth by DATCAP, as well as looking into where you're going to be sending your product. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Reba McClone. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Someday, everyone will have an energy-efficient tankless water heater and an endless supply of hot water. Benjamin Plumbing is now an A-certified dealer of Renai Tankless Water Heaters, the number one selling tankless water heater in North America. Renai Tankless Water Heaters are up to 40% more efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot all day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Go tankless. Endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Are you ready to power your appliances and heat your home with clean, efficient FS propane? Work with Insight FS, a company that lives and works in the same community you do. They'll check your system to help make sure it's safe and efficient. Call them about their convenient contracting or budget billing programs. When it comes to the safety and comfort of your family, you can trust Insight FS. Visit InsightFS.com to schedule an appointment today. Farmers like you told us that you need a John Deere skid loader that can handle big jobs, maneuver in small spaces, and is easy to operate. Enter the John Deere G-Series skid steers from Sloan Implement. Now you can zip in and out and around the farm buildings with confidence. And when you ask for a price that'll level the playing field, well, that's just what we did. Visit Sloan's.com or stop in and let us help with your Sloan deal. Power up with
Coming up next, more back-to-back farm stories. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Good morning and happy Tuesday. It is 520 and this is Reba McClone filling in for Pam Yonke. And live on the line we have ag meteorologist Stu Muck. And Stu, Stu, there's snow on the ground. (laughs) That happens. You know, this time of year it does happen. It doesn't mean I have to like it. No, I guess not. I don't think anybody has to like it. Oh, I know there's some that get great joy. They're thinking about snowmobiling and skiing. Uh, We've still got a lot of crops out in the field, and there's still some really muddy conditions we're dealing with. The snow isn't the end of the world. It won't be around for all that long today, but there have been some accumulation, of course, uh, even closer to an inch or two over in eastern Wisconsin, heavier up into the Fox Valley. Low pressure that brought the snow pushing off to the northeast, well up over the northern parts of lower Michigan. And the radar indicates most of the activity up to the northern parts of lower Michigan into the eastern parts of the UP. Oh, a few sprinkles along the eastern edge of Wisconsin yet this morning. But I expect we'll be in for a quieter day. In fact, some sun tries to break out. Should help to melt that snow off. But another strong low is going to move up out of the south. Again, from around Oklahoma, Texas, pushing north up into the mid-Mississippi Valley. That's the reason I think we have to start talking already tomorrow in the afternoon or overnight of a rain-snow mix and some accumulating snow could be the possibility. I've been seeing indications of central to northeast Wisconsin. I'll have forecast details right after this. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. As proud partners of the pork industry, we're here for you. And join you in celebrating National Pork Month in October. Learn more at Compere.com. Trademarks of Compere Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. Your local FS is member-owned, and that means when you buy our flagship brands like FS Envision and FS High Soy, you're actually buying seed from yourself. And you wouldn't sell yourself anything but the best, would you? In field after field, FS brands are out yielding the competition. Talk to your local FS crop specialist about Envision corn or High Soy soybean seed today. At harvest, you'll be glad you did. Envision and High Soy are available exclusively at your local FS member company. And we are back on the line with egg meteorologist Stu Muck. Stu, so we're expecting potentially more-ish snow rain on Thursday, you're saying? Already by Wednesday, probably in the afternoon, but let's back it up here, Reba. Some clouds this morning, more sunshine will break out. It brightens up, and not a bad day around or just in the low 40s with the northwest winds only at 5. Partly cloudy overnight down into the upper 20s. The northwest winds still only about 5. But skies become mostly cloudy Wednesday. Could be a few snowflakes in the morning. More likely a bit of a rain-snow mix building in as we head toward the midday and even some light rain later in the day. Now, tomorrow's highs in the upper 30s are almost 40. North winds stronger, about 5 to 15. That chance of rain and snow overnight Wednesday lingering to Thursday. An inch or so could be heavier up toward northeast Wisconsin. Still mostly cloudy Thursday. Upper 30s and north winds stronger, 8 to 18, gusting to 30. We dry it out then as we head toward the weekend, Reba, so not bad. But I mentioned it yesterday, I'll say it again. Temperatures remaining below normal right on into next week, so not a warm-up in sight. Well, that's unfortunate, but we appreciate you bringing us the weather, Stu, as always, and we will check in with you tomorrow.
Will do it. Have a good day. All right. Thanks, guys. That was Ag Meteorologist Stu Muck on the line with us giving our weather forecast for the day. And we'll be back after the break uh, talking with Tammy Baldwin about some of the funding for Wisconsin agricultural programs. So stay tuned for after this. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Quality is the promise printed on every bag of Latham high-tech soybean seed. I'm Shannon Latham. Quality is the visible difference in the way our soybeans look, germinate, and perform. Latham has quality numbers for your fields. Ironclad 2186 Liberty Link is best in class for early group two. New 2193 E3 features enlist technology and ironclad protection. And Ironclad 2228R2 is a multiple first trial champion. Pick quality yields. Visit LathamSeeds.com or call 877-GO-LATHAM. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need new windows. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 years and 80 minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision. With the huge swing in temperatures from below zero to the upper 90s, Ganser Company has the only window made for Wisconsin climate. Infinity Windows from Marvin offer a lifetime warranty. Bring on the ice, wind, and the heat. Infinity Windows don't warp, crack, or fade like vinyl windows. Call today, 608-222-1243. Or stop into our showroom and see the Infinity Window Experience. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple. Dancer, that's the answer. There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. And of course, they've got the the bling bling, the shine and diamonds, but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days. They may have that traditional feel, that traditional customer service, but they also have the new modern looks of today. Stop in and take a look at their jewelry case. Talk to the staff. Find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create. Go online, goodmansjewelers.com. Someday, everyone will have an energy-efficient tankless water heater and an endless supply of hot water. Benjamin Plumbing is now an A-certified dealer of Renai Tankless Water Heaters, the number one selling tankless water heater in North America. Renai Tankless Water Heaters are up to 40% more efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot all day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Go tankless. Endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Let our family help 
proud of the role our veterans have played in freedoms we enjoy today. This is Pete Gunderson. We offer specialty services developed to honor each veteran, including full military honors and burial in a local, state, or national cemetery. Learn more at GundersonFH.com, your hometown life celebration center. Gunderson was your hero when you were a kid? Whether it was Joe DiMaggio or Jackie Robinson, Rosa Parks or Sally Ride, Bogart or Brando, you're just the right age to do something important that you can be remembered for. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or beyond, you can register to become an organ and tissue donor. Surprised? You shouldn't be. Today, people of all ages and even with health conditions can sign up to donate the gift of life. And it's so important. Every age, every ethnicity is needed. If we all signed up, imagine the lives we could save. The families we could help. So whether you admire John Wayne or James Dean, Robert Redford or Roberto Clemente, Elvis Presley or Ella Fitzgerald, do something important that could make a real difference and change lives. Get the facts today and register to become an organ donor. Find out how at organdonor.gov. Or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Good morning, RJ. Just to, to, to question is, you know, when, it, when, when Wisconsin scored and got it to 10-7 about five minutes into the third quarter, and you'd had that stop, and you felt like maybe the momentum was shifting, that they were going to make a game of it. Not that they lost the game, RJ. How surprised are you that once they got it to 10-7, that Ohio State then flipped the switch. Did you think at 10-7, win or lose, it was going to be a close game, or were you still worried that Ohio State had another big run in them? You know, I thought it was going to be a close game there, but, yeah, for whatever reason, and if you want to have that same old argument of the talent gap and that's why the Badgers lost, that is not the case. All you got to do is look in the past and see Badger teams that have had less talent than this team beat Ohio State. And it's not like those Ohio State teams were lacking talent either. Uh, This was squarely on the coaching staff and especially the offensive coaching staff. Uh, Whoever decided not to stretch the field except for a couple of times versus this Ohio State defense, once again, turn in your resignation papers. (laughs) No, seriously. Whoever is calling the plays the last two games, leave. You're not needed. And maybe it's a Are you just saying that because it's Monday and you're grumpy? Little Monday no. grumps. Look at it. You tried to run Jonathan Taylor up the middle almost every first down. How stupid do you be to have him gain maybe ten yards once and two yards every other time? Put yourself in second and long. Decide to run again. Put yourself in third and long. Have Jake Ferguson try to block the number one draft pick when he's not a blocking tight end. That, and RJ, I couldn't believe I'm glad you're – that to me was – and I was screaming. I, I kind of already knew that the writing was on the wall. But, yes, when they had a tight end on probably the number one or number two overall draft pick, and, and Chase Young was just – you could see him. He was laughing after the play. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, and, and it wasn't like a cocky laugh. It was just like you know one of those smirking, like, what are they thinking at that point? And it's not even he was helped. He was the sole – blocker you schemed that if that's your scheme leave please i need a new play caller in there um it 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 wasn't the defense's fault yeah they put up 38 points but i what i think did ohio state i think have the ball for 20 plus minutes in the second half or something like that oh rj it was complete Um, domination in the second half 
Oh, absolutely. And it, it really was only the last quarter and a half, quarter and a half. So, uh, you know, yeah, Wisconsin held in there uh, due to the defense. And when you have a guy at, after the game say, yeah, we could have put 50 up on him, no, you couldn't have. Because that's the thing. For a period of time, the Badgers were able to hold with you because the defense was getting their rest. Then the shell got put on the offense. You decided not to go down the field. Your sole touchdown was uh, a semi-deep pass that um, I'm That's not a sure nice pass, man. The, no, he meant to do I, that. Did he? Because I'm he not did. sure if he meant to he get meant, that to Davis. To. He meant to. Or that was just a nice dime dropped right in there in between. That was everybody. Jack Cohn just dropping it in perfectly. <laughs> And you know what? I don't have a I don't have a problem with it. I just I mean prove tell it wasn't what it was. prove it wasn't. Um, they scored on it. <laughs> but this this coaching staff has no confidence in Jack Cohn. That's what I've well, learned. Well, here's the, the thing. Past two games. Yeah, and I that's where I was going with this uh, visiting with our Badger and Center RJ. So obviously, you know where I stood beginning of the season. I believe Graham Mertz should have started. I still believe to this day it was the wrong decision to start Cohn Week One. That being said, RJ, he clearly earned the job. Whether it was in you know, fall camp or whether it was how he finished last season. So he earned the job. As great as the hype around Mertz was coming in, Cone earned the job. So if he's that good of a quarterback, why are you not turning him loose on Saturday and saying, look, he beat out our highest recruit ever. He's clearly the guy for the job. We have all the confidence in Jack Cone, yet they showed none in him on Saturday. If he's your starting quarterback, then turn him loose for God's sakes. Absolutely. And he played scared like that Northwestern game last year, RJ. If he's your quarterback, let him be your quarterback. Right. And you just got to look at your four receivers. I mean, those guys. The fatal are four, very RJ. Good guys. The fatal right. four. How, and they've proven they can go get ball. How can you not have your guy, whether it's an intermediate route or a long route? I mean, they've, they showed they could go do it on Saturday, and yet you went back to bottle yourself up when Ohio State had eight guys in the box almost every play daring you to throw the ball and yet you didn't because why this is the farm report with pam yonke good morning and welcome back this is reba mcclone filling in for pam yonke and it's currently 5 35 up next from the landmark services cooperative agribusiness news desk we have our own josh scramlin talking with senator tammy baldwin about some of the funding that she's been pushing for for wisconsin agricultural programs it's josh scramlin for the midwest farm report and i am joined on the phone right now by u.s senator tammy baldwin senator thank you so much for your time how are you doing I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for asking. I know that you're a very busy person in Washington. We got a lot of information to cover. Let's get to that because the Senate will soon be voting on fiscal year 2020 ag appropriations. You secured some things in that bill for Wisconsin. First thing, enhanced mental health resources for people in ag. What are those enhanced resources and why did you see this as being something that needed to have some more attention focused on it? Oh, well, we know that uh, farmers are the backbone of our rural economy in Wisconsin, and they're leaders in our rural communities. But in Wisconsin, we've seen some extremely challenging times, especially for dairy farmers. Over the last two years, more than 1,700 dairy farms have gone out of business. And, you know, when when farmers face these challenging conditions, um, uh, we've been seeing 
high rates of suicide, and we need to make sure that we're standing by our farmers. So I worked across the aisle to get the Farm, Farmers First Act signed into law as part of the 2018 Farm Bill, but now um, I'm continuing that work to ensure that we fund this important reform every year. Um, so thus far, I have secured $3 million to support this, uh, what will be um, highly localized mental health resources and expand access to um, services that help with stress reduction and um, uh, suicide prevention for people who work in agriculture uh, to help tackle this problem and, frankly, to save lives. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, and it's something that we've been hammering home here on the uh, Farm Report back here in Wisconsin. And uh, changing gears, the second provision for this bill, increased funding for your Dairy Business Innovation Initiative. So how are you hoping that the funds secured will be used in the future? Well, Wisconsin um, won a very competitive um, uh, process to have a sort of hub of, of dairy in, uh, innovation um, in Wisconsin. It's um, a partnership that uh, is going to um, really help uh, dairy farmers and processors uh, innovate and add value to their products. Um, you know, earlier in the summer, uh, President Trump visited Wisconsin and he said, our farmers are over the hump. Um, that's just not true. We're still losing about three dairy farms a day. And um, so uh, it, in the process of implementing the Dairy Business Innovation uh, Act and uh, the um, award of a Wisconsin sort of hub of innovation. I visited with uh, cheesemakers and toured dairy businesses um, in Westby and Kadat and Wausau, and uh, they are very excited about having additional tools to innovate and help uh, develop new made-in-Wisconsin dairy products that will, um, I think, uh, help build a brighter future for our dairy farms and um, and help our rural economy that's been struggling. Yeah, we must be thinking on the same wavelength because uh, your visit to Wisconsin is what I wanted to talk about next. So we're, when you were, you said you were in Westby and Vernon County, you were in Wausau, and then a couple other places. What were some of the things that stuck out to you during this visit or maybe the things that surprised you a little bit? Well, certainly, um, you know, I think we're used to thinking about just um, uh, the cheese-making prowess of the state of Wisconsin. Um, 90% of the milk produced in our state uh, goes into cheese. But in terms of innovation, um, when, when, uh, when folks have a helping hand and additional tools, um, we've seen uh, farmers create uh, uh, additional businesses on their farms, um, for perhaps not just selling their milk to a processor, but um, doing some processing on their own farm. We've seen new types of cheese developed. We've seen um, uh, process innovations that um, take cost out of the processing uh, uh, phase. And so all sorts of uh, innovations um, can really help give a leg up at a very difficult time. Uh, when you were face-to-face with these dairy producers in Wisconsin, good, bad, or ugly, what were the things that they were saying to you or bringing to your attention? Well, the fact that we've had so many challenges in uh, dairy in particular, um, you know, certainly there's been the challenge of low prices for 
five years running. I mean, usually there's ups and downs and ups and downs, and you can weather the downs because in the good times you get to save a little bit and get ahead. Uh, We haven't seen an up for a long time, and part of that is also oversupply. But, you know, with all of that uh, that farmers have weathered in the past, we also have the additional challenges of really adverse weather, um, we had flooding. We've had last uh, winter the polar vortex and um, all leading to losses on our farms. And then we have the trade war. And so long as we are in a trade war uh, where other countries, China uh, in the lead has been placing retaliatory tariffs against products like cheese, Oh my gosh, that's just, you know, it's a perfect storm of adverse challenges that our, our farmers have weathered. And uh, so this uh, is a new tool uh, that they're very excited about because our farmers don't want bailing out or handouts. Um, they want markets. And um, this really adds value to what they do every day and they work hard every day. Yeah, that would be the understatement. They're very proud people, very hardworking people, very resilient people. Well, I'm on the phone with U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin. Senator, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it, as always. Thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you so much, Josh. We'll be back with a look at market numbers right after this. All business owners want the same thing, to make their business succeed. At Rural Mutual, they help that happen. As the third largest writer of commercial business in Wisconsin, they take the time to learn your business so they can properly protect you. Call your local agent today or visit RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise. Who's there even when times are hardest. Whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil. Who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. In farming, getting things done early has a way of setting you up for success. Like using Corvus for an early season win over weeds. Corvus keeps even the toughest weeds from gaining a foothold. Multiple sites of action deliver superior control of emerged weeds. And later, Corvus reactivates with just a half inch of rain to take out any new weeds that may have sprouted. So get an early season win against weeds with Corvus for end of season rewards. Always read and follow label instructions. Corvus is a restricted use pesticide. As if the 2019 season hasn't been challenging enough, harvest delays are pushing farmers in several areas up against the final coverage dates for crop insurance. Bill Northey, the USDA Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation, said that farmers can contact their crop insurance agents to move their final harvest date. He said there are consequences for not contacting your agent before the final coverage date. It can absolutely affect coverage if a producer does not 
get an extension. A producer, typically this is done in a way that a company will decide to extend for a county or not. And so a company may have extended it for another producer. It's still important for each producer themselves to reach out to their agent and the agent to reach out to the companies. But it does put at risk the producer's coverage if they have not notified the agent before that end of the insurance period. That was USDA Undersecretary for Farm Production Conservation Bill Northey. He also said that having to extend the final date is something that happens regularly and it's not too hard to do and that farmers can call their agents, but he recommends written communication so you have proof of date. And now here's a look at those opening market numbers. Cash corn prices are holding steady at 384 with March 2020 corn down a quarter cent at 394 and a quarter. Cash bean prices are up a quarter cent at 921 and January 2020 beans are down a quarter of a cent at 935 and a quarter. Wheat prices are currently up a quarter cent at 512 with July 2020 wheat holding steady at 528. Live cattle prices are going to start out at 11660 which was up 52 and a half cents with feeder cattle up 35 cents at 14572 and a half and looking at those lean Hog prices, those are going to start out at 66.65, which is up 72 and a half cents. Double A butter prices were up two and a quarter cent at 208 and a quarter, with block cheese up two cents at 214 and a quarter. Barrel cheese is going to start out at 225 and a quarter, which is up one quarter cent. November milk prices were down a penny at 1967, with December milk up four cents at 1863, and January milk prices are up three cents at 1764. And looking a little closer to home in Cottage Grove, cash corn prices are at 360, with cash beans at 852 and cash wheat prices at 455. And out of Jefferson, cash Corn is at 364 with beans at 853 and wheat at 462. And finally, out of Dubuque, those cash corn prices are at 351 with cash beans at 877. And that's been a look at those opening market numbers. Before we head into our break, I want to remind you to head over to the MidwestFarmReport.com and while there, sign up for your own free Fabulous Farm Baby bib. All you have to do is sign up and we'll send you a bib in the mail, all thanks to our friends at Quick Trip who are proud supporters of Wisconsin agriculture. And we also want to thank Rural Mutual Insurance, where premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong as they once again support our Salute to Farmers program this fall. And you can find the first two videos up on our Facebook page, The Fabulous Farm Babe. I'm Reba McClone and we'll be right back after this. This is The Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Madison Area Crime Stoppers needs your help. We are seeing an increase in burglaries, theft from autos, and vehicle thefts all around Dane County. The burglary trends include items taken from open garages while people are working in the yard or inside the house, homes being entered through an unlocked door while residents are home or away, home video cameras show suspects checking common locations in which keys are placed like top of door frames, under rocks, or doormats, entry into underground parking facilities to target cars or storage units. The theft from auto trends include unlocked vehicles being rifled through and items taken, locked vehicles having car windows smashed out to take items of value that are in plain view. The vehicle theft trends include vehicles are stolen when keys are left inside the car. When entry is made to the home, the burglars take keys and steal the car. Consider locking up to prevent these crimes of opportunity and look out for your neighbors. And remember, if you see activity that seems suspicious, report your observations to Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. If the incidents are occurring now, call 911. 
Farming is a competitive business. You need to be tough and smart, and you need to have equipment that you can rely on, which is why farmers entrust their grain handling to Brandt products available at Ziegler Ag Equipment, like the XR Grain Carts, featuring a high-capacity 20-inch discharge auger that unloads up to 620 bushels per minute, making unloading quick and effective. Talk to your Ziegler sales rep about the full line of augers, belts, carts, and vacs, because if you want to be number one, get yourself some worry-free performance from Brandt and leave the field. TDS Fiber, the future of internet, TV, and phone service, is expanding to more communities. Register now at tdsfiber.com slash radio. Enjoy internet speeds up to 1 gig at your home or business. That's 10 times faster than 100 meg from cable. Plus, change the way you watch TV with our whole home DVR. Can't get that with cable. Powerful internet, premium services. Go to tdsfiber.com slash radio to register, learn about bonus offers, and more. TDS Fiber available in certain areas. See website for details. She's like your older sister, but louder. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Good morning and welcome back. This is Reba McClone filling in for Pam Yonke. It's currently 549 right now. And on the line, we have commodity specialist Bryce Knorr. Bryce, how are you doing this morning? Good. A little uh, chilly and damp down here in Chicago, but uh, uh, and the markets are a little lower, but other than that, we're doing great. <laughs> chilly and damp. Do you have snow like we do up here? Uh, no, haven't seen anything yet. I'm actually just off Lake Michigan, so we uh, haven't even had our first frost yet. Uh, we usually don't get that till November. Well, that is a different report than what we've had here in Wisconsin. I was looking at the crop progress report, and it said we had our first freeze, so officially the growing season is over in Wisconsin, it sounds like. How's that impacting markets right now? Well, uh, so far uh, we uh, have seen uh, uh, the crop rating slip in the areas that uh, got hit uh, by the blizzard and the frost uh, earlier this month. Uh, That includes Colorado, Nebraska, and uh, North Dakota particularly. Uh, But uh, some areas uh, in the eastern Corn Belt, uh, parts of eastern Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, haven't had their first frost yet. They could get frosted uh, perhaps uh, this weekend and uh, to end the growing season there. And uh, some of the uh, uh, corn is still uh, immature uh, in those states. Uh, So, uh, but awfully difficult for the market to get a handle on frost damage because uh, that's mainly a quality issue or uh, perhaps a harvested acres uh, issue uh, if uh, the event came so soon that the uh, uh, fields can't be harvested for grain. Uh, But uh, so it's one of those things that tends to show up later, lower test weights uh, and whatnot, but uh, difficult to assess right away. That makes a lot of sense then. Um, and we were kind of chatting before, and you've said it before with me too, that the market doesn't operate in a bubble. It's impacted by everything that's going on. And the Fed is supposed to be meeting today about interest rates, right? Right. The Federal Reserve's Open Markets Committee starts a two-day meeting. Uh, They'll put out their updated statement on monetary policy about one o'clock central time on Wednesday. Uh, The markets uh, basically Uh, locked in a a quarter point uh, cut in interest rates. Uh, This could be the last interest rate cut this year. 
but um, so the Mar the Fed continuing to ease uh, ease, but doing it slowly, kind of waiting to see what happens uh, to the uh, global economic uh, health, uh, the trade war to see if that gets resolved, uh, or at least a partial deal later later this month. So still a lot of uh, moving parts in play. Uh, we've also got the ongoing uh, Brexit mess over in uh, England. Uh, they've uh, been granted yet another extension by the EU uh, until uh, January 31st to figure out uh, how they're going to leave the European Union. Uh, looks like uh, 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 Britain will have elections at some point in December, but even that's not settled yet. So uh, that's kind of continuing to lurk out there. Uh, as an ongoing soap opera. It it does seem like it. And I remember you also saying that anytime kind of some uncertainties can be cleared up, it helps the markets. So that was something that had been cleared up and now is not cleared up. So is that kind of making the market shifty again at all? Yeah, that's that's kind of that's lurking over there. And what we saw, the uh, the of course, we rallied to new record highs and the S&P 500 yesterday here in the U.S., and that strength carried over into uh, some of the Asian markets. But then when markets opened in Europe, we saw stocks uh, begin to drift lower. So that anxiety is uh, is uh, uh, impacting uh, Europe the most at this point, uh, but also spilling over here into the U.S. in terms of our stock market. Also, there's usually some caution uh, ahead of these Federal Reserve meetings. And then on Friday, we get uh, updated job numbers uh, for uh, uh, October. Uh, and that's another uh, inflection point that could uh, uh, drive the market higher or lower. It sounds like, as you always, uh, as we always kind of seem to find out, there's a lot going on. And real quick, maybe in like the next 30 seconds, um, any new updates from China? Well, uh, all signs point to uh, the uh, increasing probability of a, a trade deal, uh, or at least the first round of a trade deal getting put together uh, in time to be signed at the Apex uh, Summit in the middle of the month down in uh, Chile, uh, assuming that the uh, uh, protests they're having there don't cancel that meeting. Uh, but uh, the, the question is, uh, if China is going to be buying our products, when are they going to be buying them? Are they going to be buying uh, nine, uh, 2019 soybeans or 2020 uh, soybeans uh, to fulfill that uh, commitment. And uh, still some uncertainty there because uh, they've been a relatively slow buyer lately. That makes a lot of sense. Well, thank you so much, Bryce. We always appreciate your comments and we will check back in with you on Thursday. Okay. All right. That was Bryce Nor, Commodity Specialist with Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com. And you can find his comments regarding the markets. Uh, every day he updates his comments by 730. So be sure to head over there and we will check in with all of you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young.